Hello and welcome to Stubbornly Optimistic, the podcast all about, as you guys know, people. Today is a very short introduction to an episode that I recorded with Richard Jefferson before I moved house and we delve into some of his motivations for some of the plans that he has. You guys know Richard from previous episodes, a marketing guy, good friend of mine, and a really kind of motivated chap. So uh, have a listen, uh, see what you can pick out of this and enjoy. Okay, welcome guys to Stubbornly Optimistic, uh, the podcast about, well, what's it about Richard? For people and what makes them tick. There we go. See, Richard's been <laughs> listening. Um, we are uh, we welcome again Richard Jefferson. Welcome back. Always a pleasure. Okay, and he's come to talk to us today about. Well, I roped him into this one. To be fair, um, something that you said very very early on in one of the original editions of the podcast, um, the book Body and Independence. Oh yeah. And yep. we were going to pick that apart and look at. We've talked about the physical training stuff when you go into the gym. Um, and you're right, working on a book project at the minute. But the, the independence side of it, um, you're looking at travelling and such, aren't you, at the minute? Yeah, a bit of everything. Um, so book body independence is part of the morning affirmation yep. of everything that I'm working towards, just to remind myself and the parts that will come together to build the lifestyle that I want, basically. Yep. So the independence is like a it's a financial independence but it's like an independence from needs from anyone else i think it's probably a nice way to put it across okay so it's not just a i want 10 million quid in the bank Mm because this way i would be completely independent it's a i want just an independence to be able to do exactly what it is i want to do with as much time as I need to be able to do it in. Right, okay. It's the the independence mindset, I right. guess, is more what it comes across as. Okay. Um, so, from that then, you're not looking at doing the nine-to-five job. You're no. looking at having the freedom to work your own hours and do that sort of thing. So, um, how did you... With the last couple of episodes, we've talked about that gap between inspiration and application. <laughs> You've come up with the idea, come up with a plan. What did you do in the initial stages to implement it? How did you get started? Uh, you can probably go back a stage from even implementation. Okay, go on And then. probably go activation, right. which would likely resonate with about 90% of people who will ever hear me speak or this particular podcast let's say yeah and just like hating the fact that you are dependent on working for someone else 
to be able to literally survive mm. is yeah. Yeah. so for well initially this spawned out of a need uh-huh. to escape the nine to five of the nonsensical management and people I've worked for in the past right, that okay. says you know what am, why am I working for a moron mm-hmm. well when I first started doing this a moron who had inherited a company right yeah. so it wasn't like this person had built up this business out of nowhere to create what it is that done it was like no yeah we've inherited this um, this is why it's not going too well but we'll uh, dump on you guys for it to get mm. this sorted so it was that I am very much aware that there was a better way to do it but at the time there was nothing I could do because it wasn't my company it wasn't mm. my business so yeah I think before you go like how I formed a plan it was more about recognizing that this is not the lifestyle that I want. Mm-hmm. Now, whether I'm unique in that sense, or part of a different group in that sense, that I don't have any dependencies that mean I need to stay in a safer lifestyle that has a guaranteed, mm-hmm. well, you can probably put guaranteed in quotation marks, but a more certain revenue stream mm-hmm. than just working for someone else. Cause mm-hmm single, no children, mm-hmm. or anything like that, I can afford to make such outlandish claims and work the the smaller avenues and hope that it becomes a bigger one. Yeah. But So yeah, maybe for other people they do the 9 to 5 because there is a higher priority for them in terms of family. Yeah. It's likely what the biggest motivating factor of that would be. But yeah, for me that's thankfully not a restraint let's call it right okay so you've got so there's no dependency there that would sort of tie you to the security blanket that comes with a a conventional nine to five yeah okay so so when you got to the the activation what was what was the what was that seed of activation then because there's there's obviously a discontent there you've gone yeah why am i doing this yeah it's it's probably a mix of two things which again We've likely all worked with people who say they hate the job but aren't willing to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, well, if you hate your job, do something about it. Mm. Like, oh, well, you know, it's probably just as bad somewhere else. Yeah, and it's like, right, well, then it. do something of your own. Mm. It's probably the other side of it. So I think I've been a combination of the frustration of that conventional nine to five and then the willingness and the ambition to go out and try and make something of my own. I think it's the two things that would activate these kind of things. So, yes, 90% of people may not like their job, yeah. but only, I wouldn't even know what statistic or figure to put on that, let's say 5% oh. of that 90 maybe, maybe got the drive mm. to go and do it. And then what, even less than that, what, 1% are then actually successful for all I know? And like, I would imagine those statistics fairly drop off the back of it. Probably. Otherwise, everyone would be a, some yeah. form of sole trader. Yes. Or everyone would be cleaning yeah. each other's windows or something like that. Just to <laughs> I think I think there's a, there's a thing that I, I heard recently, and it was Seth Gordon, um, who, who said, you know, if, you, if you're trying to create something, whether it be a business or a product or a, or a school or whatever it may be, and it's rare, it's scarce, 
then it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, it wouldn't be scarce. Yeah. You know, and and then flip that round. Anyone who wants to get into an industry that's already proved and tested. Yes. You're then going into a competitive market straight away. So I think yeah. either way, if you are branching out alone, expect some hard work. Yep. And you've got to. I think you've got to be prepared to fight for what you want. Yeah. Um, and and really, really kind of stick your neck out. Yeah. You know, or one of the one of the phrases I've used. You've probably heard me say it. Is don't be afraid to fail. Because mm. you know every fail is a lesson, that kind of thing. Um, so. When we get down to the sort of the nitty gritty then, and we've got we've gone past the activation, you've realised you want to do this. What was your first step in sort of taking it from idea to reality? Um, I think it was important for us to recognise that I've got everything I need, and then some. Right. And more importantly, I can afford everything I need, and then some. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's having that revenue stream to be able to afford to survive I've then got enough revenue stream to then live a slightly more lavish lifestyle Mm -hmm. so that beginning to put together a plan or a structure that would start to move us away from that meant coming to terms with the idea that I may not be able to live for at least a while in the more comfortable lifestyle that I have now. Mm-hmm. So, thankfully for me, that transition wasn't too difficult. Okay. Because I've always been fairly simplistic in terms of spending money. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll buy the things that I need, mm-hmm. and then that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I don't know how many conversations I'll have had with people that I've worked with across the years where they've been dragging themselves to that payday line for the next lot of money to come through and we'll be sitting on a dinner time and I'll have my sandwiches that I've made at home or whatever it might be but either way, made at home and they'll nip to the supermarket and buy a pre-packed sandwich crisps, drink or whatever and they come back in, they're just like yeah I cannot wait for payday Like I'm on on the absolute bones here and it's just like um, well you're like three quid or whatever you just spent on the sandwich and your food for the day was like my pack lunches for the last five days Yeah, yeah. and it's that for me it's been that attitude of like plentifulness mm-hmm. like I've always been fairly aware that I have more than what I need mm-hmm. so I've never had that attitude to then go buy more mm-hmm. I think that's helped in terms of getting that attitude across that like yeah if I want to become more and we have to sacrifice more yeah. especially when it, in term in their financial terms like as as you mentioned at the start i'm considering going traveling and traveling to areas where the cost of living is cheaper mm-hmm. which means i won't have to earn as much to live in those areas mm-hmm. which means the projects and whatever else i'm working on now to sustain that life wouldn't sustain me here right so i'd have to move somewhere where it's cheaper but the caveat to that for me is I've moved somewhere where it's cheaper, abroad, where I've never been, where I'm experiencing a new life that and everything that comes with it. Yep. But the lifestyle itself will not be as lavish as what I've got now. Mm. I will go from a two-bedroomed house and everything else to potentially re- renting a very small one-bedroomed apartment mm-hmm. 
but at the very bottom of it all that doesn't bother us mm. because I would have everything I would need it's that and still and then some you, you, hey, you've mentioned that the there's an observational thing there because you've looked at this and gone well what does it mean to, to need something yeah you know and to actually pare it down to that what do you need to function rather than what would you like to have yeah very different questions um so y it seems like you're valuing the experience of being there traveling learning yeah over the financial stuff yeah um and you know the financial stuff is going to do what it does you know the yeah. money will come and go kind of which thing. is likely a lot about where my values lie right in that it's not about how much money is in the bank mm. or what stuff i have around us mm. but more the experiences mm -hmm. that have come with the things that i've done with either the money that i've had or just with the life that i've had mm -hmm. so i was i mean i've said for years like put me outside and I'll make me happiest now that is <laughs> you a, are an outside yeah, kind of guy that yes. is a very simplistic yeah. view of things that means I don't need an iPad a phone a Chromebook a laptop a car a motorbike all of these things which I do have yeah. if they were then removed and they just plonked us in the woods somewhere I'd be like well this is nice <laughs> whereas plonk someone else would be like but there's no phone signal here You're like, no you don't way. even have a phone anyway my, my two girls would just die yeah. Rachel would fall over and just, it's just there's no Wi-Fi. No, the world has come to an end. It's that Maslow's hierarchy, yeah. and at the bottom it says Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> so yeah, I so completely yeah, in, get it. I think building on that, the to strive for an independent lifestyle, it's a lot easier if you have simpler values. Right. It's probably the nicest way to kind of. Mm -hmm group that idea together like a nice simple value for me is just experiencing life for what I can get out of it now sitting in the northeast of England right now I've likely experienced a lot of what I'm going to get out of the northeast mm -hmm. with the money and the income that I currently have mm -hmm. now I could push to raise my income I could push for promotions at work or I could work on harder and harder and harder on side products and whatever else and hope they go massive and live a better life still here in the UK mm -hmm. or as it currently stands the external revenue that I generate on side project projects the savings that I get from work mm -hmm. I could predict and I am predicting a better life experience in a foreign country somewhere mm. with a similar level of work effort that I'm putting in now yeah. It sounds like, um, and there's a few people that have mentioned this online, um, when you start looking at um, someone who is affluent versus wealthy, mm -hmm. and it sounds like what you're going for is that richness of life yeah. and that wealthy experience. I think I said something about this very, very early on when we did the quotes episode with Phil. Um where my life hasn't got a plan from the financial angle I went off a cliff and lost a lot of stuff and a lot mm. of things um, but when I look back on it you know fast forward into 20 30 years time whatever and I look back on it and go well, yeah I had an interesting life yeah you know I've been places done things seen stuff 
Um, and actually, the value in that, because I've got the two girls, the value in that is now coming out because yeah. I can teach those two. Um, and you can't you can't put a number on that stuff. No, you know. I'm not going to remember that hilarious day when I stayed back at work till seven to finish a project. <laughs> but I no. may remember that hilarious day when I got pickpocketed in Bangkok or something like that and had to go here, there and everywhere to recover whatever goes missing. Yeah. You know, like I'm willing to accept those risks for a more valued tale somewhere yeah. down the line. And that all comes with having a attitude about striving for an independent life. Have you heard the Confucius quote about that? No. Man who walked through door sideways is going to Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Not very PC, but it just come to mind because of your 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 thing. Um, so have you got have you got a have you got a route plan or a destination in mind as to where you might be going? No, no, that's still all entirely up for grabs at the moment, and right. I've got enough time to work through a few additional areas save up a bit more before i make any final decisions and all that sort of stuff um it's nice that i don't feel like i'm in any kind of rush to do it Mm -hmm. but i feel if you don't set a deadline on something either like never happens it'll it'll never get done yeah so so the stuff that we've talked about in terms of um the mechanics of supporting yourself you mentioned it's like low volume low money yeah no low numbers was the phrase i was looking for there um but it's things that's going to happen independently of your day-to-day activities. Yeah. So affiliate marketing is one of the things we've talked about. Yep. Um, the book that you want to put out on the online streamings. Yep. Was there anything else that you were kicking around that you, you think works well and is worth looking at? Yeah, I mean, they're two key things. I mean, I guess there's a few ways you can look at, like, striving towards independence and just being even let's just call it more comfortable with your financial situation Mm. now you can either lower your living standards to meet your income Mm. or you can raise your income to meet your current living standards Um, so I I would imagine a lot of people now would be like well I don't want to lower my standards to meet my income Mm. but that might be something that you've just got to get real with yourself about. Yeah. That you can't go having, well, for me, the start of the year was three different beer subscriptions all getting delivered to the door. <laughs> I was like, well, £75 yeah. a month's going on beer here, Richard, and you're still going out on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah. So in my head, that was like, right, let's reduce that down to one. Mm-hmm. That's now only £25 a month. There's 50 quid a month saved. Now, £50 a month in a different country somewhere it's probably a considerable living expense mm-hmm. that would get me a lot 50 pound a month somewhere else would get me a lot further than what 50 pound a month here does it got us well about 18 bottles of beer at the time mm-hmm. whereas because i have a goal and objective in mind and that includes financial independence blowing 75 pound a month on beer is not going to strive towards that so that was yeah. me lowering my lifestyle a bit yeah to meet the need of becoming financially independent the other side of that is that i'm at a point now where like i've optimized that lifestyle Mm -hmm. reduced areas where i've found myself spending money so as i mentioned before uh when people were going out to buy dinner Mm -hmm. uh, lunches and stuff like that while at work i would sometimes go and buy something as well where it was like there's three quid a day 350 a day or whatever it is and it's Mm -hmm. like 
that adds up. That definitely, definitely adds up. Uh-huh. Whereas now again, it's like, right, oh, we're heading out, are you coming? Like, yeah, I'll come out. I'm going to leave my wallet here, so I'm not even tempted. And those, let's just say, three quid a week, and I'm working 40 weeks of the year, mm. even just three pounds every mm. week across 40 weeks of the year, this all adds up. Yeah. All of it adds up, and that's the idea that I only ate at once per week. Whereas it would be like, oh, Monday treaty night, it's Monday. Oh, yeah, I'll go get something. Yeah. Well, it's Friday now, isn't it? Might as well have a Friday treat as well. Yeah, that's two hundred and forty <laughs> a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 all this stuff it does yeah. adds up, and I think boiling it back down to that, having an attitude of plentifulness, mm. that like you know, I have more than enough food in the house already yeah. that I bought at the supermarket yeah. it's same as in the long term so I'd kind of optimised the lifestyle part a bit by not eating out anymore buying better food stop wasting on like well for me it was beer subscriptions things like that mm-hmm. I enjoyed them and everything else but I had a bigger goal in mind like mm-hmm. there was a better priority which made that decision easier as well Right. As much as people might be like, oh, but I do like getting nails done every three weeks or whatever it might be. Be like, okay, you like that, but is that more important than X, whatever mm-hmm. it is you're trying to do? Yeah. And in the end, for me, nothing is more important than BBI, Book Body and Independence. Yeah. Which is yeah. why these harder decisions that I'm making, well, what are harder in someone else's eyes are very easy for me because yeah. that is where my priorities lie that is where the value is you know where you're going so I've like that's it I've managed to reduce that lifestyle down to reach that BBI book body independence Mm. and now the other side of it is it's like right I've reduced that to a point where I'm comfortable like I don't want to be back breaking I could live off rice and beans and save even more money Yeah. but I still want to enjoy each day as it comes as well like I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and I don't really last thought to be well at least I had some banging rice and beans today. <laughs> there, is, there is a certain... Yeah, there, it's that balance point, isn't yeah. it? And that, that balance point is going to be different for everybody. Exactly. Um, and it's that... It is a, it's a balance and a decision. And I think it comes back to a clarity of purpose. Yeah. If you know what you want to do and when you want to do it, set your yeah. goals and deadlines, then actively work towards it you know that that saying you know a a goal is just a dream without a plan or a dream is a goal without a plan sorry got the wrong way around um so it's it really does come back to that what do you want well that's it when i first initially said and i bet people would grimace at the idea that uh lower your lifestyle to meet your current income if people grimace at the idea of lowering the lifestyle then the whatever it is they want to achieve just isn't isn't important enough yeah it's as simple as that if yeah. they're like oh i couldn't lower my lifestyle but like right well then whatever it is you're trying to achieve obviously isn't actually that important to you because hmm. you're prioritizing something else about yeah it. you're it. prioritizing getting your nails done every three weeks over mm-hmm. wanting to travel or whatever it might be that someone's wanting to do or achieve anyway like this if you wholeheartedly believe in what it is you're trying to achieve making those harder decisions in which in this scenario lowering your current lifestyle is easier to, to mm. do than what you would think yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was that said um, 
there's no such thing as a hard decision, just one you don't want to make. Yeah. And I can't, I can't remember who it was. That's been floating around in my head for ages, <laughs> absolutely ages. Uh, it might be a my Angelo. I can't remember. I don't. Yeah. So that's kind of one one side of it. Um, was there anything else? Because that's like having a goal driven focus. Yeah. Has made it easier to make those decisions. Bring bring your your current lifestyle down, I guess, and, and prioritize the preparation. Yeah. For for the opportunity ahead. Was there anything else that kind of? Yeah, well, I suppose the other side of all of that is raising your revenue stream. Yeah, is is the other half of achieving that financial comfortableness. Let's call it. Mm. If you can come up with the the right kind of mindset of an attitude of having plenty about. Because I, th- I think once you've got the idea of an attitude of plenty, mm. you'll find it easier to decide not to buy things. Mm. Simple as that. Like, mm. oh, well, I've already got enough. I don't need to buy that. I've got a working phone. I don't need to pay an extra tenant to upgrade it mm. every month. Well, so the other side of that is once you've done all that and you'd still like to make improvements, the other side of it is obviously to raise that revenue stream. Now, for me and for what was quite a long time, like, oh, well, let's put in the extra work mm-hmm. at work. And we'll see if that goes up. Yep, I'll put my nose to the grindstone. I'll help out. I'll pitch in. I'll do that. Yes, I'll come in half now. No, that's not a problem. Of course, I'll stay an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, oh, right. Okay, I'm still in the same position I was six months ago. Yeah. Um, which means I didn't have to come in half an hour earlier. I didn't have to stay late those times. I didn't have to take on that extra work because all of those additional things didn't benefit us. Mm-hmm. I could have done my normal work, accepted the normal responsibilities and came out with the same pay mm-hmm. as I would have done or as I have done despite doing all that extra stuff. Mm. So that that became the trade-off for me. It was like, right, okay, I immensely value my time and my, in this case, intellect. Mm-hmm. And the company I work for values my intellect, but just not any more than what, I was getting paid for at the time. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, he's, he is very good at this. And I'm like, yeah, I am very good at this. I will not pay him any more for it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this isn't the scenario for everyone or the case for everyone. And best of luck to you with that. But for me, it's, okay, I know I'm good at X, Y, Z. Uh-huh. And I am of the mindset that if I decide to do something, I will blum and well do it. Uh-huh. And it's like, right, okay... I know that I help generate X amount of revenue that then goes into the company, that then gets its overheads taken off, that then gets other people's wages taken off, that then gets the shareholders' money taken off, that then it gets paid to me, Mm. what's left over of this, I then get taxed on that, Mm. I then get my pension come out of that. It's like, all right, okay, so that, uh, that went through some stuff, didn't it, before it reached me again? Yeah. And it's like, okay, um... I would imagine if I came up with a revenue stream of my own, that was of my own design, mm-hmm. that strips out all these other people, mm-hmm. all these overheads, and whatever else, it's probably, a, obviously it's still not going to be to the same magnitude of what I'm currently getting paid yet, mm-hmm. because there's more than me working towards this revenue when I'm working for a company, but me alone, mm-hmm. even just to generate an extra 
50 quid a month, 60 quid a month, 100 pound a month, 200 pound a month, whatever it might be, but just to be like, right, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if everyone's trying to raise their revenue to, well, assuming you are living a lifestyle currently that you can sustain, any additional revenue is nice. Mm-hmm. So whether that's an extra 10 pound a week, that means eating out on a Friday you've improved your lifestyle by that additional revenue source. If it's an extra £50 a week, mm. it's, you know, £50 a week, uh, a month or whatever, going into paying for that annual holiday. Mm-hmm. So it was that attitude of like, right, okay, I can still currently afford the lifestyle that I want, but I can improve the lifestyle that I want by doing additional projects in my own time, or I can improve my lifestyle by working harder work and hoping for a promotion yeah like to me one is guaranteed to improve my lifestyle the other one might yeah now the might is the work one my mindset is i am guaranteed to improve my lifestyle Mm -hmm. by working on additional projects it's it ties in very nicely with your optimization of time Mm -hmm. because it's almost an optimization of effort in terms of the return on investment yeah you know you'll get more for less hours input yeah. because you're getting a bigger slice of the pie essentially yeah. um and, and and so it makes it a much more efficient use of time yeah um I, I certainly resonate with that in terms of working for myself yeah because the little bits and pieces that i've done in the past where you're delivering training say as a trainer and you're employed at x pounds an hour i don't know 20 25 pounds an hour yeah an employed position and yet one one sessional training of half a day or a day um is anywhere between 250 and 340 pounds yeah you know so if i own the company that money isn't coming to me per se Mm -hmm. but it's coming into the company and i have the use of 340 pounds worth of collateral rather than 25 quid for the same amount of you yeah. know, time. Um, the flip side of that is there's a ton of work underneath that all, you know, yeah. and a ton of unpaid time. But the return on investment um, yeah. is is huge. And I've, in terms of a little bit of my own story that kind of resonates with that is I've got about, I've got about 15 years of working life left, give or take. Hmm. And the reason I keep every every now and again the reason I get when I get to one of these decision days where it's tough something's gone wrong something hasn't gone right and it's a decision day do i really want to do this do i want to keep doing this or am i looking at those jobs yeah Yeah. um when i get to those i keep telling myself that when and it's starting when this takes off Mm. then the return on investment in that short period of time will make up for all of this yeah yeah and we're in slightly different we're either end of the scale in this because you've been in a situation where you can do it from employment yeah mine wasn't but that's just circumstantial um so i think i think that return on investment and really learning to value your own time is a massive thing i think the other thing to add on to both of these scenarios yours where you have gone this independently completely Mm. and working at it and mine and anyone else who's doing these side projects to supplement income is to just make it about something that you love You've got something that's just important yeah. to you. So yeah. in the end for me, if I can reach a point where I am independent of 
a boss of a company and whatever else, I will be doing every day something that I love to do. Mm. Even if that is still working and it's on one of these smaller projects that's become a big business, mm. but it'll be because I love all these smaller projects that I do and I'm passionate about them. If that became part of just the daily routine and I was technically doing 9 or 5 on it, it wouldn't feel like 9 or 5. It doesn't. And then, it doesn't. yeah, so I think to add to both of these ideas, if you're in a position now to work off your own bat and be completely independent of a company and whatever else, and you have the choice of what it's going to be, do not pick something that's just good for the money. <laughs> like, no, you'll... No more or less guaranteed to start hating what it is you do except this time you found yourself hating what you're doing but the only person accountable to it is you is you yeah whereas the other side of it is i will work still at the moment nine or five get up in the morning quarter to six at the gym for half seven at my desk by half eight there till half five mm-hmm. that's a big chunk of my day already done and a lot of it is hard work, whether it's physical work or mental work for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. There's a window from once I've eaten, let's say, half six till half ten. There's a four-hour window there. Yep. Now, I know I want to work on side projects in that time. Yep. If I'm not enjoying those side projects, that means it's been a day of grind. Yeah. Where if I'm not enjoying the side projects, if I'm... Thankfully, I enjoy the work that I do nine till half five but I know it's not what what is contributing to the overall lifestyle that I'm after. Yeah. In a in a wholeness sense anyway. Um if I'm not using those 4 hours left between half 6 and 10 to work on something I'm passionate about. I'll be on the on the bones of my ass by the time it's all done <laughs> it's and dusted a, by the end of the week day. it would burn out whereas yeah. as I was saying you before that I was up till 12.30 last night right yeah, in away did a late one but it just did not bother us in the slightest because it was just that as I said yeah, I was on one Yeah, I was enjoying it I was just in the moment yeah. everything was great grand yes. I was working towards that goal dreams the objectives whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was working towards it in the area that I'm passionate about so it just didn't feel like work yeah. it's so like, I think either way working for yourself completely working on the side project it's just got to be something that you want to do yeah. got to be something that you enjoy and then it just it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know I I have always had this little thing in the back of my head about teaching. <laughs> and I spend a lot of my time preparing for teaching. Um, and actually what really, really affirmed this idea that I'm on the right track with the teaching thing, for me personally as an individual, <laughs> was four sessions that I delivered late last academic year in a school without notes, with very minimal preparation based on something that I know very, very well. It was a gender and identity session. Um, And I was completely running it from my head, feeding off the kids, feeding off their feedback, their reactions, with a couple of tips and tricks from time when I was teaching kids to do outdoor stuff, you know? Um, And I just, I thought, when I thought back at it a couple of days later, and I thought, you know, two to three years ago I would have been really scared to do that mm. you find your feet and you find your kind of element and, and I know that that's where I live yeah. in that, that teaching element within a classroom environment um, uh, 
you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean a, a classroom with chairs and tables in it. It can be anything, outdoors stuff. Yeah. Um, so the core of what I do is teaching because I love learning. Yeah. And everything stems from that. So I'll sit there, like you say, I'll sit there on those days where you've just got to grind it out. You're just like, oh, God, this is a bit dull, you know, writing whatever it may be, a business plan or whatever. But in the back of your mind, it's all because you love the teaching bit. Yeah. You love learning. And if you turn the grind into, right, I'm learning how to, I'm le- this is an exercise in persistence. Yeah. Then it's a learning thing. You're you know? being stubborn after this. I'm being just say? stubborn. I'm <laughs> stubborn that I'm not going <laughs> to let this win. And in fact, your your thing, I keep, I keep coming back to this. I am a relentless gardener. There's just this patch of tough grass. Yeah. In my head, mentally, you know, whenever, whenever something like that happens and you're just grinding the day out. Yeah. It's like, yep, this is just tough grass. It's going. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I'm learning from these podcasts. I'm learning yeah. from you, um, which is, is phenomenal. So the, the top tips really are <clears throat> look at what you've got. Yeah. Stop falling into this category of um, wanting more. It was yeah. Dr. Wayne Dyer that said we all have this disease called more. Yeah. Um, so contentment with what you've got yeah realizing that there's a difference between cost and value i guess yeah um and then really making what you have be that money skills time or physical things work for you yeah and have a plan yeah there's four things really isn't it yeah i mean the only things i would Likely add on to that would just be to, I've said a couple of times, but just reiterate the fact that having an attitude of you already have plenty. Yeah, plentiful attitude. And instantly, yeah. you'll, if people remind themselves enough, I have plenty, you'll stop buying mm. things that you potentially don't need. Mm. And that in itself means you'll have more money left at the bank at the end of the month. And if that's being a worry for people, like, oh God, you know, mm. yeah, I'm always dragging along by the end of the month yeah. right right well if you had an attitude that you already have enough you wouldn't go by it. yeah have enough things time ability yeah. rather than enough money but anyway i said i would wrap this up so thank you again <laughs> no problem. for coming in um we've we've probably gone a bit long the sun's gone down um it's a nice episode that though it's it's an interesting one to to tease out these sort of underlying things yeah. sometimes yeah i think we talked about a lot in this but hopefully listeners that have pulled something from it that yeah makes some question always always to improve i tell you what you mentioned a really good one um if you guys out there listening in internet land have got any questions for either richard or myself are you up for that oh yes right um i know we're only this might be 10 episodes in by the time this one goes out yeah um so if you guys have got any questions, then you can email me with questions that you'd like to see on the podcast at sarah at stubbornlyoptimistic.me. Is there an email address that they can get you on? Or uh, not at the moment. I mean, obviously, grab us on Twitter, things like right. that. Okay. By so. all means, call us out on anything I've talked about, as well as just ask <laughs> questions. That's that's the whole so. point, isn't it? So, so give us the Twitter handle again, because I know you love it. Yep. The Twitter handle you can get me on is at mindset tmr. Love that. He grimaces yeah. every single time. <laughs> every single time. Uh, so you can find either of us there. Um, and just remember, guys, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will eventually change. Bye.